Welcome back, everybody, to Same Shirt, Different Day, Season 1, Episode 7 or 8. I, uh, I don't even remember. These things are ripping off great. A passion project that I've designed to introduce you, the listeners, to the people in my life, whether professional, personal, or otherwise, with a great story to tell. And I'm very excited to have today President of Real Rocket Science, Owen Stokes. Owen, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kevin. Happy to be here. Awesome. I uh, it's been a while. I gotta say, I was very happy to hear from you because uh, we've we've interacted a little bit on this project that you're working on. But before we dive into that, I'm going to ask you the question I ask all my guests. Owen, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, that's a good one. You know, uh, astronaut, um, hockey player, rocket scientist. Um, firemen, you know, all of the above, everything every little kid wants to be when they grow up. So we're still trying to figure it Never out. Never too late, as long as you can still lift weights, you should be okay for most of those. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was a hockey player growing up as well, as was my little thing I wanted to be. I got uh, I got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old, which will become very topical as we dive into the real rocket science. And not to be cons- not to be confused with rocket surgery we often joke about in in our professional lives it's not rocket surgery but it is real rocket science can you let us in a little bit on the current projects that you're working on Owen? yeah for sure kevin happy to so yeah we um we started by getting into uh, a project here where we're teaching young kids uh programming languages so our target ages are between 8 to 15. uh the sweet spots uh really around 10, 11, 12 is where we're getting a lot of traction. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the idea is to try to fill a need here where these kids have a have a desire to learn the current technologies. They're maybe not being exposed to it in the public system. Right. Um, so I felt there was a gap there that I could help address. And way back when, when I first entered the job market, I was a programmer. Um, that's what what I was trained to do, and I still enjoy programming. I can remember when Java first came out and, and what a revolution Java was to the programming world. Um, and now Python's taking the world by storm. I was a little late to that party, but hopping on the bus now. And uh, it's a it's a chance for me to, you know, go back to something I love to 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 keep those skills fresh and to you know I'm at the point in my career where I'm lucky enough to be able to to fund this project myself and, and give back to my community. So um, all of those things come together for uh, what's been a, a really fun project. I love the fact that you're giving back. Lee, I know that the school is close to home for you in Toronto. Uh, like my kids are very, very, they'll have chicken fingers at uh, an, in an Italian restaurant. They'll have chicken fingers at a Mediterranean restaurant very very diverse and open to new things and the way i understand their brains is there's there's a few parts there's uh peppa pig quotes there's knowing when their parents aren't paying attention there's hungry for snacks but not dinner and then there's the big part of their brain which is questions lots and lots of questions Mm -hmm. why on earth did you decide to code yeah um really yeah good question so as i said uh, a little earlier, um, I, I know that this is a gap. I know that there are kids out there that, you know, they've got their their hands on these phones and, and tablets. They they see some really cool 
technology coming their way and they want to take control, right? As you say, they've got questions. How does this work? How can I make this game better or this game different? How can I become a, a designer, whether it's a game designer or a YouTube channel? You know, what what can I do to, to take control of this world? And, and kids, you know, have A, the imagination and B, the, the appetite, that need to get questions answered that you mentioned, that makes it a, a pretty good fit for that age. And as I said earlier, I love it. I, I have a passion for it. I've been doing it for decades. It really is something that even if you don't become a professional programmer, the, the critical thinking, the problem solving, the attention to detail that you learn by building something in a programmatic language, um, those skills are, are valuable skills that, that you will use going forward in, in no matter what career you choose to do. So I think it's a great way to get these kids um, some life skills and maybe even uh, create a new programmer or two down there. Excellent. I grew up in the technology world professionally. Uh, and I love the that you're identifying need for the future. You're, we talked earlier around culture in a different conversation and just ensuring that the the space that afforded us the lives we have today is well taken care of future is something that I really respect and I really appreciate uh, in the work that you're putting in on so thank you for doing that but how do you engage students like how are they actually really learning between the ages of eight and, and 16 yeah, so sort of our um, secret sauce is, again, going back to gaming and, and YouTube. So they, they've already got an appetite for the games. They're already, you know, um, eager to dive into gaming and, and YouTube. So we leverage that um, excitement and we'll show them how to build their own computer game, for example, or how to go into Minecraft through their... Um, they have a Java version of Minecraft, the Forge, that we can go into and actually create mods in the game. So um, it's, you know, leveraging their own excitement for the gaming world and their their desire to go in and, and change that world. Um, I'm able to show them the ropes inside the Java module or inside a Python game or inside JavaScript even inside Scratch, I'm able to show them the ropes and and you know which buttons to push to make things happen. And so I don't have to get them enthused. I don't have to get them when they walk in the door here. I don't have to get them excited and pump them up. They're eager when they walk in the door. They cannot wait to get that laptop open up and get logged in and get their lessons that, started. They're they're dying for in. sure. And an example of Just, that would be writing Java code that would allow them to launch fireballs from an an axe in in their Minecraft world. Something we see all the time on our YouTube channel that's on fourteen hours a day. Exactly. Yeah. And it's um, it's a fairly uh, straightforward exercise to get them in there and 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 change their axe so that they can launch fireballs. Um, but they do have to learn. You know the the notion of a variable. What is a variable in in the coding language? What's a function? How do I test if I've clicked the right button to to launch the fireball? The the conditionals, the logic, the if statements. Um, these are basic coding structures. They exist in all programming languages. And again, who really cares how the student learns to program a function 
or how to test a conditional and take an action if it's true, how to make variables and store values inside variables. Who cares that they learned that by building a fireball firing axe? They learned it. They've learned these structures and they can take that forward in whatever programming exercise they want to try That's next. That's really cool. Now you'd mentioned Scratch earlier on and uh, a couple of our, our points back and forth. I have to admit, I don't understand fully what Scratch is. Can you describe that for me just so that we're all sort of on the same page? Yeah, for sure. That's a, a project out of MIT Labs. Um, I first came across something like that, jeepers, about 20 years ago, I guess, when Lego Mindstorm came out with uh, an, a sort of a visual front end to the Lego blocks. So you could sort of design on the screen using Lego blocks what it is you wanted your project to do. And MIT has taken that idea to the next level. So MIT Labs has launched scratch.mit.edu. If you haven't been there, I recommend everybody go out and take a look. And literally, it's these programming concepts, if statements, for loops, um, conditionals, variables, all in blocks. So you just click on the for loop or the if statement and you drag it into your coding space and now you have a conditional. Then you go back and grab an operator if you want to test for is your variable greater than 10 or something. You grab that operator and you just drag it into the coding area and it clicks into place automatically for you. So it's fantastic for getting kids started and especially young kids getting them started on a programming path because you don't get bogged down with the syntax or misspelling a variable in one line versus another line or forgetting a semicolon and having your code break. It's really, really straightforward, allows you to focus on the logic of what it is you want this project to do inside Scratch. And again, kids are so eager, they dive in, they move the blocks around and before you know it, um, you know, we've got a game here that uh, they can chase, a, you know, fire an arrow at something and you get a point every time you hit the target. It doesn't take them long to get there and they learn the basics of programming through it and then they take off. They just start building their own games and their own ideas and it's really, really cool to watch. So again, the website is scratch.mit.edu. A lot of students in Toronto are exposed to the site through TDSB or or their school right. board, but they're not given the the instruction. They're not given the basic understanding of what these blocks do until uh, until somebody takes the time to sit down with them. So that is really rewarding when I can get in front of one of those young kids and show them these basics, and then just let them take a tool like that and run. It's really really. I rewarding. feel like my my dad go up if I learn how to build fire throwing things in Minecraft. So I might be joining your. Uh, youngest group of eight-year-olds one day to learn a little bit more about coding myself, if that's okay with you. Well, you know, the other thing, yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I think is, is going to evolve out of these sort of block-based coding methodologies is I can see a day where these block-based uh, interfaces are put in front of some of our more complicated technologies. So you and I have seen you know, the, the whiz kids plowing away, configuring routers and security servers and data servers. And um, it's mind boggling the level of detail they go into to get the definitions just right and all the subnets and the securities. And, and you know, it's really, really a very technical and very skilled job to have. Um, 
But in other areas, like running financial reports, like we should be able to put these block-based tools in front of some of our basic daily items. And even the guys in the corner suites can go in and run the sales report for the month by just moving a couple of blocks around on their report engine and outspews the data. I think these block-based coding tools are, yeah, I mean, it might get you some bad points, but there is nothing wrong with a fully grown adult learning these tools. They are very, very powerful. As long as it's not the corner suite, I don't think they need more access to my sales data, to be perfectly honest, on. But, <laughs> but that's the risk we were. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> Listen, this school was built right. in, in the old days. <laughs> when we could show up at the lab and put our hands on keyboards. Uh, with the, the current climate aside, what's your vision over the next five years? We'll keep a nice small sample side here for this. How do you see it growing? What are your goals? Yeah, good question. So we started with that uh, younger group um, because the model um, sort of just exists out there. People understand after school programs. People understand, you know, what a summer camp looks like. Um, they're looking for these kinds of programs for their kids. And I'm just, you know, giving them a, a STEM favor to what is a, you know, well-established market already. So that was the easy entry point. The building, we can put about 20 kids in here. We can run some pretty cool after-school programs. But really, I need to um, expand beyond that. And as you say, notwithstanding the current climate, the goal is to go into more um, secondary school type of offerings. So whether that's um, helping people with their BI applications or actually helping people with STEM credits at high school. Maybe some people want to improve their current uh, grade in, uh, in one of their STEM subjects. Being able to help older kids with, um, you know, real credits, real world credits, not just video games. And then from there, um, post-secondary credits, helping establish, you know, programs for post-secondary people who want to add to their CVs, want to add some technical skills and, and abilities to their CVs as they enter the job market. Um, really wanting to, you know, become an education center, um, not just, not just, I don't mean just, but not just a place for kids to come and learn how to code, but really become a true education center in in the space here that's fantastic i i would be remiss to not ask about the impact of current times and how covid19 has really impacted your business plan and your delivery capabilities how's it impacted you as a small business owner i don't think it's a story that gets out enough and i'd love to hear the truth behind it from you yeah, it's it's pretty devastating the the whole lockdown. Um, I'm in touch with uh, the Beaches BIA. Um, the stories are are not pleasant. I'm in regular contact with our city councilor, who's uh, doing a great job <clears throat> trying to help out. But you know, there's only so much that you can do when the economy is shut down. So, you know, I was I was so excited about this project, and, and we were doing um, we're seeing some great results. I even remember. You know, the Sunday night before my first summer camp, I went to bed with my clothes all laid out, <laughs> a little camp shirt ready to go, my check-in sheet all printed out, ready to go. Um, and just been loving it ever since. It's been great. We finally got the physical location, the permanent location opened just before Christmas. And our spring after school starting in January was fantastic. The response was really good. February was actually, <clears throat> excuse me, twice what January was, twice the revenue 
um, month to month, it was felt fantastic. We had really turned the corner and, and we were now a business and not a project. And then COVID. Right. So uh, nobody shows up at the door anymore. It's when I'm, when I'm down here to get something done, I walk in and I turn around and I lock the door behind me again. Um, it's a little bit depressing. Right. Um, but, but I still have um, good contact with my families. I've had about half of my families move to online lessons. So the the coding lessons we have are all pre-recorded. They're kind of tailor-made for distance learning. So what I do is I set up a session with uh, <clears throat> with my students one at a time. Uh, we log into their project on my computer here. So they're seeing their existing project. They're seeing their existing lessons and they're able to continue to make progress. Um, these are one-on-one -on -one classes as opposed to, you know, having several students in the in the school at a time. So financially, it's not a viable alternative to to never opening the doors again. I am going to have to get the doors right. open here to, to get back on my feet. But in the meantime, it's a very viable solution. And I think when uh, when we get the doors open and back to a more normal model, I'll be able to offer these one-on-one -on -one sessions um, online as a premium service. Um, it really, really is cool to work one-on-one -on -one with these kids, even though it's remote. Yeah. And um, I start to collaborate with them. So if kids want to get outside the box on their project and not necessarily do exactly what the lesson is asking them to do, if it's a good idea and it's stretching their skills, I'll collaborate with them and we'll work on it together and we'll build something that, you know, I've never seen before. It's really, really cool. So, you know, trying to make a little bit of lemonade out of the lemons. Right. But um, yeah, you know, unless we get, um, we, I mean, small businesses, unless we get some real rent relief, something real on the rent relief front, um, I feel that nothing else is gonna matter for a lot of us. It's gonna be um, the end of a lot of these storefronts that we're used to seeing on treaties. Yeah, let's, let's hope not. I appreciate the fact that you shine light on some of the positives that have come from this. That's what I really like driving at in these conversations is, yeah, the world changed and there's some devastating impacts, but let's try to find the light. Let's make some lemonade. So I appreciate that you've still got that positive outlook when you're impacting the, the future of our industry and, and really of our economy at scale. Uh, and I'm thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Owen, can you please let everyone know how they get in contact with you I know that I'm taking this back to Mateo and Damien again uh, after this conversation uh, as a potential thing for them to learn. Just let us know how we get in touch with you. I think this is a great program for a lot of people. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, the website is just Toronto Beaches, all one word, torontobeaches.levelupkids.ca. torontobeaches.levelupkids.ca. Um, you go on there, there's... Um, some additional information about our summer camps, which I'm really hoping that we're going to be able to run. Um, there's information about the the coding courses, whether you want to take a a lava uh, stream or a Python stream. There's information about um, how you can contact us, um, and even if you just want to have a quick phone call, I'm available at one eight three 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 two one code, which is one eight three 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 two one two six. Yeah, we'll put it all in the link. We'll um, be put it all happy in the link for you as well. Oh, nice. Of Thanks, course. Kevin. Yeah, be happy to answer any questions. There's a lot of um, curiosity and a lot of, um, 
you know, a lot of us are still on learning curves with respect to what we can get our kids up to on on oh, these devices sure. without giving them you know, more screen time. I'm, I'm really leery about, you know, parents who, who want to reduce screen yep. time. But at least what I can do is make the screen time, you know, a learning experience, not, uh, you know, not maybe That's, a little bit more absolutely. trivial. Parents, listen, uh, I'm in this world. I'm in the world of technology. And Owen is saying some things that I'm not terribly comfortable with in Scratch and Python. Please don't let that get in the way of reaching out. It is a phenomenal program. We need to arm the future properly. Uh, I've had the pleasure and honor of working with Owen for longer than 10 years. So I appreciate and understand what he's trying to achieve. Take a look in the link to this podcast and reach out and ask questions for him. Owen, hopefully we can get you some more support. Uh, I love the determination. I love the product again. Uh, if you don't get me as a student, I'll try to get one of my two question asking Peppa Pig reciting always hungry for na- for snacks kids online working with you. But keep it up, man. I, I was so happy to hear about this initiative. Uh, you're doing you're doing the, the work a lot of us can't. And I, I appreciate it very much. Well, yeah, thanks, man. That's very nice. Um, uh, I, I am enjoying it. I'm just having a blast with these kids. Um, a lot of it is, um, you know, it's Latin or Greek to their yep. parents, but the kids are diving in and I'm getting great feedback from the kids and I'm actually, you know, happy to be doing this. It really makes me happy every day. It's great. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Fantastic story. I'm glad to get it out. Uh, and Canada, stick with us. We've got one more episode in season one and then we'll see if we get renewed for season two. Here's a hint. We're probably going to get renewed for season two. I love the fact that you stick with us. Well, you got Rick. my You got my back. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Owen. Uh, listen, everybody, uh, I love making these. We're going to have another one out in the next couple of weeks. And until we get a chance to speak again, Canada, be the change.